The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our Gospel reading from Matthew chapter 25, where Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As a high school student, it was one of the most dreaded things you could imagine happening on an average day in class. That one teacher could say, put your books away, get out a piece of paper and a pen, it's time for a pop quiz. Those words could bring terror both to the worst and the best of students. And while there was no recourse against it, there was always a feeling that a pop quiz was inherently unfair. We, the students, should be given notice. We should know exactly what we're going to be tested on. We should not be caught off guard by such an action that only a heartless teacher could even consider using. Now, the teacher, of course, obviously had a different perspective on the whole thing. The teacher believed that their students should be able to recall the knowledge that they had been given at a moment's notice. He or she did not want the students just to be able to cram in a bunch of knowledge for one test, only to forget it all the next day. They wanted them to live in that knowledge in order that they might carry it with them each day of their life. Well, if the idea of a pop quiz is one that might still bring terror to your hearts, you should know this. The last day, it will sort of come like a pop quiz. There will not be someone giving an advance warning a week or a couple days in advance. There's no specific list on exactly what things will be tested that day. We all will in one sense be caught a little off guard on that day. Yes, we will be caught off guard because the last day will come so suddenly. Our epistle reading and our gospel reading make that quite clear. They tell us that the last day will come with a sudden inbreaking of noise. There will be the sound of a trumpet, the voice of an angel, the cry, the bridegroom is here. And that all being true, we should wonder whether we should fear the last day. Should we fear the last day like we might fear in school the words pop quiz? After all, if you were listening to our Old Testament reading today, the prophet Amos did not paint a pretty picture of the last day. He said it would be a day of darkness and gloom. He said it would not be a day of light. He said it would be like almost getting attacked by a lion and escaping, only to meet a bear instead. He said that those who desired the day of the Lord were mistaken to do so. 
So does Amos speak the final word about the last day? Should we all be terrified about it? Should we think that Amos's word is the only word when it comes to the last day? Well, thankfully, not. And yet, that does not mean that Amos's words are not true. They do show us one side of what will happen on the last day. For those who are not ready for the bridegroom when he comes, it will be an awful day indeed. It will be like being constantly surrounded by vicious animals. It will be a day of terror and fire. It will be a day of gnashing of teeth. Of course, you know, back in high school, the coming of a pop quiz did not always end up being as bad as the students imagined. Just as I suppose the teacher hoped, when the pop quiz was given, there were at least some students who were ready to give their answers, and therefore did just fine on the pop quiz. For those students, the return of those papers at the end of the period was a joyous time. They had no reason to fear the pop quiz in the first place. They passed with flying colors. Maybe that takes us back to our gospel reading for today, that parable of the ten virgins. This rather long parable indeed encourages us to always be ready for the last day. As in the parable, the bridegroom finally shows up at midnight. Far later, it seems, than anyone expected, for all ten of the virgins have went to bed and are asleep. They are then all awakened by that cry. The bridegroom is here. It was for them a pop quiz moment. And in that moment, five of the virgins proved themselves ready for they had carried with them the oil necessary for the bridegroom's arrival. The other five proved themselves unready, having brought no oil with which they could follow the bridegroom into the wedding hall. So now to the point. Are you ready for the last day? After all, if you really listen to the particulars of our parable, it certainly seems that all ten of the virgins were originally waiting for the bridegroom. If we were to translate that into real life, we might say that all ten virgins were a part of the visible assembly of the church at one time. And so we should know that just having some simple connection to the church in some way does not necessarily mean you'll be ready on the last day. So what does it mean to be ready. I think perhaps we often want to dissect this answer a little bit too far. We want to somehow come down that there is only one little part of the Christian life or the Christian faith that we need to have in order to be ready for the last day. We think if we can find that one little thing, that sort of least amount we have to do, well then we will be ready, we will be alert, we will be watchful. 
But you know, if you listen to the whole of scriptures, it tells us that being ready is not just a matter of one little thing, but of our whole lives. We are to live our whole lives in readiness. And that means that while we might want to comfort ourselves, that one of our family members might still check Christian on the census, even though they have not gathered with the body of Christ for months or years, that we should know that that may not be exactly the definition of being ready. As Lutherans, sometimes we want to believe that anyone who has been to this font is unquestionably ready for the last day. We believe it about people even that have never since nourished that life that they were given in baptism with the Word and with the Supper. And yet we want to believe that somehow they're still ready. Perhaps of ourselves we wish to believe that since we come to church most weeks, that means we are ready. Even if we can't let the forgiveness of Christ that we experience and know here bleed out into the rest of our lives with one another, and that we find ourselves hesitant to help those in need. Now you see, being ready is not simply about confessing Christ with only our mouths. It's not simply about being baptized. It's not simply about gathering here on Sunday mornings. And yet all of those things are part of being ready. Yes, being ready in the end is all about our whole life being wrapped up in Christ. It is about us abiding in Christ and Christ abiding in us. And that does mean rejoicing that we have been baptized and therefore believe. It means nourishing that faith and life that we receive there as we gather around the word in our homes and gather around word and sacrament here. It means that we take that forgiveness and love that we receive here and we share it with whoever we come into contact with during the week. It means forgiving one another. It means showing charity to those who are in need. And yet now it sounds like I'm just making another checklist. That if you check off all of those six or seven items, somehow you are ready. But no, you are ready only if you are in Christ and if Christ is in you. Yes, to be ready is to abide with Christ. It is to understand that being ready for the last day can only truly come by being connected to the one who has made us ready. The one who has made us ready by his death and his resurrection. Yes, our whole life must be wrapped up in Christ as we receive the wonderful grace and mercy of God, that grace and mercy not only forgives us of our sins, but the Spirit then goes to work shaping and forming our lives. Yes, if we abide in Christ and He in us, then we are ready. When that sound, the bridegroom is here, reaches our ear, we will rejoice forever. We will get up and go with Christ into that wedding hall. We will receive the inheritance that he has given to us. Yes, we will rejoice on that day that our bridegroom has done everything necessary. 
in order that we might be presented to him on that day as spotless, without blemish, dressed up in the white clothes that he has given us to wear. Oh yes, there will be others that day who will be told by Jesus, I never knew you. And therefore, Jesus does warn us today in the text that we should watch, we should be ready, for we do not know the day nor the hour. We do not know when that cry, the bridegroom is here, will come. And so we are called to remain ready, abiding in God's grace and living in the love and the charity of his spirit. Today, if any of the words of the Lord have caused you to fret about whether you are ready for the last day, fret no more. Confess your sins to God. Come to Christ, and he will make you ready. He will cleanse you with the blood he shed upon the cross, and he will fill you with the gift of his Holy Spirit. And that means that even if somehow you walked in the day, today into this church not ready for the last day, you can leave today knowing that you are ready for the last day. For Christ the bridegroom is here in his word. He is here in the words of forgiveness that have been shared. He is here to make you ready so that when you see him return, you will do nothing but rejoice. Yes, the last day will come a little bit like a pop quiz. But as long as you abide in Christ and he in you, you need not worry. You're ready whenever it comes. By his grace, you'll pass with flying colors. You'll do so because Christ has given you his righteousness and he has made his life your own. Amen. Amen.